On this episode of Third Wheel at Night, me and Caleb dive deep into the 13 reasons why for dating. Stay tuned. Welcome to another episode of the Third Wheel Podcast at Night. <laughs> my, name's, my name's Darcy. <laughs> All right. When we first started this show, we wanted to talk about bad advice, dating, marriage, relationships, all the good things, all the cringe things, I'd say. What do you, what do you think, Darcy? Have you cringed a lot while the, the, the making of this series? <laughs> Has it stressed you out? They had some good, they had some valid points. I like the scarf thing. Ah, yes. <laughs> the chef's hat image you also put in my head was pretty cool. So, yes. But today, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to go back to our roots. You see, I, I feel like, Darcy, as we've gone on and as we've done this show and, you know, have gotten more popular and increased our you know popularity, uh, I just feel like we've kind of lost sight of where we came from. You know, I don't know how you feel about that. I feel like we've we've sold out, so to speak, and it's time to return back to our roots. You You're know? so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Look, <laughs> I'm trying to be honest with our audience here. Okay, I do. You know, sometimes commercialism just sets in, and you know, we we just sell out, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to get us back to where we were. Mm. So, desperation. (laughs) That's what I would like to talk about today. Relationships. I found this article that says, 13 things you do that made you a woman repeller. Are you? Question mark. Some behaviors in men can inadvertently deter women. It's wise to steer clear of these actions if you want to attract women. A user asked the forum, what is a woman repeller? That's a good question. I imagine like a helicopter propeller. Exactly. Propel. Exactly. <laughs> you the same thing? <laughs> right. That'd be the first thing I would say would have been like, sir, we're not helicopters. You know, but That's funny. Here are the top responses. Now, how, how do you feel about that, Darcy? Do you have any experience? What is there a personal experience with you? Which I know the answer already, but what it could be a red flag that would instantly turn you off from somebody. Please do tell. I'm curious. Instantly? Instantly. The second that green text bubble pops up that they got <laughs> a stupid Android. No. <laughs> you hear that, um, <laughs> gentlemen? You go out and spend you 1500 bucks on a broken phone. Have you seen the new iPhones? Are they are they actually breaking as quickly as everyone says? I have no clue. I mean, ours is pretty new. There, There's a guy, he does like an endurance test. He doesn't like, you know, smash them and be like, oh, they suck. But he just... He just does like a little, like puts a little pressure on the back and the phone just snapped in half, like immediately. Like he just went like this. He took his phone and just like, you know, he just did like this little thing and then just immediately destroyed. I don't believe that. You know, because they, they, they marketed the new ones as like, oh, they don't need a case. They're so durable. And then the 14s. Is it 14 or 15 now? I thought that Faith had gotten the newest one as a 14. Me and Paul have a 13. Okay. Well. Never mind. I don't know. <laughs> I, I saw some stuff on it, so I'm, I have no clue. I I'm gonna know. hit this button. I also don't do that to my phone, so that's I'd, fair. You know. <laughs> well, I don't know. All the tech guys want to do like a quick like test to make sure they're durable. So I'm gonna hit this button real quick just to be safe. In case one of us slips one out, I can just cut that and then add it to over the the said word. So. Oh, good. Yeah, exactly. Just like that. Thanks a lot. <laughs> you just made some more work for me today, <laughs> or next week. All right. <laughs> 13 things you do that made you a woman. Oh, yeah, but I was going to answer that legitimately. Okay. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Instant turn off. Ugh, I don't know. There's so many things that could be an instant turn off. Overly cocky. Overly cocky. Yeah. Now, there's a chance, audience, she'll say something that's on the list, but I'm just going off the top of her head right now trying to gauge what her first reaction is. So, wait. I recall a story, not to dig up your past here, but right before you met Paul, I thought there was a guy you're at the place you're working at who was overly cocky and you rolled your eyes because it was working subtly. You know? <laughs> Are you talking about the married guy? I don't think he was married, but maybe he was. I don't know. See, you always like to add that detail later <laughs> whenever you're telling me a funny story. So I don't know. I don't know. I feel like overly cocky people get, you know, tend to pull some kind of girl. Maybe not the one they're hitting on in the moment, but I don't know. Uh, there's just some dude like if you're just like a douchebag about it is that a cuss word does that need a beeper no it's fine okay. douchebag if you're a douche <laughs> i like saying that if you're a bag of douches <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> then it's just like i don't know like it's a turn off what's a weird thing they can do to be super like oh no thanks is there something weird that gets you right out the gate mm, i guess like finishing like asking me a question and fin- trying to finish my sentence for you. Ooh. Like, are you free tonight? Yeah, you are. 
Okay, that, that's annoying. I'm yeah. annoyed for you. I thought you were going to say, like, they just interrupt as you're speaking. Interrupting to is sentence. annoying, yeah. but Not an instant repeller. Not necessarily. Not an instant propeller. <laughs> not like an instant helicoptering. Yeah. Not like an not instant, like... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number one. Now, that was so stupid. As we lift, <laughs> that uh, was one of our worst jokes. I think <laughs> we you're gonna time. lose like five subscribers. <laughs> we have 54 minutes to kill. In fact, as you recall, the first minute you took up with not knowing how to do the intro correctly. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, thanks. All right, as we list these off, Darcy, if you if you can empathize with any of these, okay, just let it out. I'm also gonna highlight which ones I used to struggle with before I became a babe magnet and not propeller. Now I have, I, never, I don't struggle at all with these, and I can just like you know, boom, not single anymore. <clears throat> um, <So. laughs> okay. Anyways, <laughs> I'm the one reading the let's list. Just, what do you mean? Any, anyways, <laughs> let's just go by like one by one. Don't like rush through the list or anything. No, no, no I got because okay. they all come with a little description here. I thought you were gonna be like those Olive Garden people that are like, say when, and you're <laughs> just like <laughs> shooting through the list. I'm like, oh, when? <laughs> Darcy, I know you're new to this whole podcasting thing, but I've been podcasting now for almost a whole year, and I know how to pace. Okay. Mm. In fact, the only times we've gone over are the times I have to tell you to quit talking so we can end it in an hour. Okay. Number one, desperation. What's an example in your personal experience, or maybe a friend, because you, you got friends who also have uh, weird uh, people try to ask them out, but what to you would turn you off about desperation, whether from personal experience or secondhand or something off the top of your head? Just like begging. Begging. Yeah, like if you turn them down. Mm-hmm. And it, like, turns into, like, a sob, like, please, <laughs> please, <laughs> you know? They're, like, grabbing you by their collar, please. I don't believe <laughs> <No>. you. <laughs> I, mean, I know that's an, an exaggeration, but, right. like, I don't know. Like, I'm sure people cry, <laughs> mm. you know? That, that is pretty desperate, but, like, can you be desperate in a relationship? Or are you just talking leading up to asking them out? Like, leading up. Okay. If it's, like, during it, I don't know. It, it depends on the desperation you're talking about. Like, you know, are you just, like clingy are you needy are you like what have you and at it's hard for me because now i'm like a big old marshmallow with paul and so like if he's being clingy or needy like i don't mind it at all in fact sometimes mm. i like it you I, would know? Say, I would argue you're the desperate one sometimes <laughs> oh don't give me that look <laughs> don't give me that look <laughs> you know exactly what i'm talking about otherwise you wouldn't be so offended all right <laughs> Um, but, but like in the beginning of us dating, like there was like one time where we had seen each other like a week in a row and we were going to have like a day break in the middle. Mm. He was like, you know, oh, I'm going to miss you. I'm gonna, I was like, oh, shut up. You know, <laughs> obviously now I'm not like that. And I'm yeah. like, you know, he goes to the bathroom. I'm like, I'm going to miss you. <laughs> Can I go with? <laughs> <laughs> At least you put me on mute when you do that. <laughs> That it's hard because there's a lot of times where I was like very unemotional, and so it was very easy to like turn me off to things. Like mm. I was very picky, and I was just like, ugh. As far as like dating, flirting, like I'd flirt with anybody. I I was, I don't know. I loved flirting; it was fun for me. But like actually being serious with someone was super difficult. I'm trying to think of a good example of desperation. And I only hear stories of people like begging. And I know you're exaggerating earlier with right. the please, but like <laughs> I don't know. Like that I feel like I've heard of people doing that. I just haven't actually seen it. Mm. And I don't know many friends that have had like someone desperate, like desperately try to ask him out. The only times I've experienced like a lot of desperation was like when I was breaking up with people, not necessarily in the beginning. So that's kind of hard for me to gauge when yeah. people were initially trying to start something. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was trying to break things off or they're asking about date number two, you know, like then it could get a little rocky and they'd start getting a little desperate about things. Um, but as far as like an instant, like right off the bat thing, I don't have too many experiences like that. I don't think I take it back. I think I remember now I was a desperate person at some point. OK, let's uh, high school, 18 years old. Oh, I know what story you're about to tell. That's good. All right. Well, you know, if not, though, you know, maybe you're learning something new about me today. The woman that turned you down for prom. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You remember that? that was a spoiler alert. I got shot down at prom. I told this girl I liked her, and I was like, you know, hey, 
uh, I like you. And then I could tell by the look of uh, disappointment in her face that she didn't feel the same way. Right. So after that, I made it my mission to show her how great of a guy I was. That way she changed her mind, which is weird because we're both going to go to different colleges and whatnot. I don't know. I was just immature. It was the first girl I ever like sat down and told her I liked her. So I guess it just was weird. I got her a cool picture frame and then I got a picture of all of us, like a bunch of us seniors, close friends. I got us all this on the back. And then I also made weird origami, so I made <laughs> origami hearts and stuff, and I put it in the bag, and, you know, uh, I wrote her a nice card, right? And in the card, I got the, all the teachers, because she was valedictorian, got all the teachers and staff to sign it. Like, I really went all out on that one gift, and, you know, it was just stuff like that, just being desperate. Like, you know, I guess I, I do relate to that, actually, quite a bit. See, but. if she was intrigued by you asking, I'd say that's really sweet, yeah. but because she, she was no. so, like obviously not interested yeah you know what i mean that's what made it desperate yeah it was like the constant like and i never asked her out again so i don't know what i was building up to (laughs) you know what i mean you know what i'm trying to say yeah so like if i was doing all those things thinking like okay now i ask her again she'll for sure say yes and i i never asked her again it was weird i was a really different person back then and i'd only been in school for four years because i was homeschooled up until ninth grade so I don't know. Maybe there's some justification for being being a little bit desperate. But, yeah, that's my desperation story. I've been desperate before. Yeah, I guess if I, like, I don't know. If I – it depends why I turn somebody down. Like, if they are just being, like, persistent and, Mm. like, they just know that they want to take me on a date, it's one thing. But if they can tell I'm very much, like, no, I don't want to, then it just turns into this whole thing. And I'm, like, oh, my God, I already told you no. Like, what what else do I have to say? Do I have to spit on your shoes? Or is that going to be, like, you know, is that going to encourage you? You know, like, what do I have to do at this point? Yeah. And then even talking about it, this is another discussion that we probably can't get into today, but I wanted to ask you at some point on this show, like, when is a good no a no? And when is a no, like, you know, I want you to chase me a bit and then ask me again later, because that works for some people. Mm. But, you know, not, not, not this episode, you know. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> You'll yeah. just let me ponder it for the next two months? Yes. And then, yeah, <laughs> when we come back and shoot more. Yeah. All right. Next one, bad hygiene. I feel like that's a given. But what's bad hygiene? Some people right. wash their hair every couple of days, women especially, sometimes once a week, I guess. I don't know. I'm not a woman, but, <laughs> you know, don't brush your teeth, you know, no deodorant, doesn't shower, period. What What's bad hygiene for you, Darcy? If I can smell you apart from if we're, like, really close. Like, if I'm hugging you and I can smell a little bit of something, I'm like, okay, maybe, like, his deodorant wore off. Maybe he forgot to brush his teeth this morning. Maybe he ate some foul lunch, you know? I don't know. There That's there could fair. be, like, excuses for it. It depends if it's a consistent odor. It depends how bad it is. It depends, you know, like, is this someone that's um, struggling mentally, that's trying to do better about it? Is this someone that's just unaware of it because nobody <coughs> told them? Um, Excuse me. Bless you. Thank you. Um, or, yeah, don't well, interrupt me like that again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but hold on, hold on. Unaware. Mm-hmm. But that's the kicker, isn't it? Like, do you mean unaware just in that moment or like they smell awful and they're legit just don't know? If they legit just don't know and they're unaware, like that's one thing and you can bring it up. But if they're aware of it and just don't care. Yeah. That's, ugh, no. I heard a story in college of like a guy that's just like legit never showered. And then like the guys were messing with some kitchen utensils and dudes messing with Tabasco and he like squirted some out and it hit this dude's like hair. Right. And then, you know, they said bye or whatever, laughed it off. And then it came back a week later. They hadn't seen him. And he still had the crusty, like, Tabasco in his hair. Like, ooh. Oh. That's pretty gross. Like, you know, never showering. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. Like, ugh. but yeah. I don't know. You always want to appreciate a good, at least on the guy's end, you want to appreciate a good smelling woman. You mm-hmm. know, that's a big thing. It's definitely turn on to smell nice. Yeah. Like, that's like the first thing you notice is somebody's smell. Yeah. Can you distinguish between a long-term bad odor and something like, you know, okay, he ate something foul for lunch, you know? You know what I'm saying? Can you distinguish between, like, okay, this dude just stinks, like, has a bad, like, <laughs> odor, not just, It depends like, when you meet them, because if you, it's a coworker, you'll know if they're consistently, you know, having bad hygiene. 
if it's someone from a bar, I feel like I can gen- generally tell if this person just honestly doesn't take care of themselves mm. or if they're having a one-off. Um, it's definitely turn off. Yeah. You know, I won't say like it's easy to overlook, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's necessarily a hardcore like, ooh, I'm never talking to this dude again, depending on like the yeah. odor. You know, the, the, that one could actually be more like superficial in a sense where it's like it's almost like ties into someone's looks. Right. Not quite, though, because like, I mean, if they if they smell really bad. Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't I could never embrace them. Right. Hold them longingly. Maybe like, from, you know, I can gaze from afar, but. If it smelled like they pooed themselves five minutes ago, chances <laughs> are I'm not going to try to talk to them again. Fair. Um, but, you know, if it's just like we're at a restaurant or at a bar and let's say they're eating some wings and they came over and their breath didn't smell good. Like, I don't really expect their breath to smell good whenever they have garlic Parmesan wings. <laughs> And whatever to drink. <laughs> I really feel like though, I, my nose can distinguish between like, okay, their their breath smells bad because of something they ate, or like this dude just his body gives off a foul odor. Right. I feel like I can tell the difference. Yeah. Do you agree or disagree? Yeah, I feel like you can uh, most of the time. Yeah. Um, but also at the same time, I don't know if this is someone you genuinely like, and um, that's something that can be fixed. This isn't like an issue where it's like they have a. I don't know, third nostril. Um, <laughs> Unlike the next Actually, issue. I guess that could kind of be fixed, too. Honestly. How? Surgery. <laughs> you, you know what, though? Let me be honest with you. So I used to have, like, a ton of extra moles on my head, and I had them removed. So, yes, everything is fixable. Okay, you, could have, you can get some work done. Okay? What else have I gotten done? I think that's it. Everything else I've had to do naturally. I have to lose weight myself here. Yeah, but it's all fixable. All the superficial stuff you can work on is what your point was. Yeah. And I agree. All right. Unlike the next issue, which is a lot more personality oriented. You see, not all the things on this list have to do with superficial things like, you know, bad breath or smelly feet. You know, take some zinc tablets. Go give your, go give your uh, chompers a brush. <laughs> but the next one is feeling sorry for yourself. Okay. Now, this is a big one for me. Because I did this from 18 years old to about 23. And oddly enough, after I got over this, I got my first girlfriend. So I think one of the things was holding me back was the feeling sorry for yourself aspect. How, do you encounter this a lot before, Paul, in, the, in your dating life? I might need a decent example. Okay. So for me. I always had it in my head, like, I'm never, I'm not going to pull a woman. Woe is me. I'm unattractive to women. I would say these things out loud to other guys. Maybe a woman was there, maybe not. But I was always just pity, 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 pity. I'm going to be alone forever. Oh, man, I have a girlfriend. I'm going to be alone. No one likes me. That's just pity party. Definitely a very big turnoff. Um, if I were to overhear that, I definitely wouldn't want to pursue that person. Um, I'm not trying to get like a negative Nancy and especially because it's like if you're pitying yourself for being single, like to me, that's just a red flag of like, okay, so you're not taking accountability for the things that you need to change in yourself. Mm. And if anything happens between us, then it's going to be a woe is me every argument. That's true. Um, No kidding. Give me a good example of that. Every argument, woe is me. um, Whenever I dated this one guy, the one (laughs) that threatened some things gotcha and you said uh go do th- some things <laughs> <laughs> shout out to whatever episode that was <laughs> yeah i don't remember it was on the main channel yeah i think it was like episode 19 or something, something like that something there's so many numbers now yeah. continue um <laughs> but anyways so every time we got in like a little bit of an argument like he'd just get this huge pouty face and he'd be all like sad mm. and you know just point out um why he acted that way and not sit there and be like, I take accountability for this, but just Mm. try to explain all of his actions away without an apology or without owning up to what he Mm. actually did. Um, But to just like excuse his behavior and expect me to be like, Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Even if I wasn't in the wrong, you know, the, the group I had friends with in college that I first whipped out my pity party routine on them. Um, for the first couple of times, they were trying to comfort me and make me feel better. And some of them were girls. Like, they were trying to, like, oh, no, it's not true. You're so, they did the grandma, you're so handsome. <laughs> you know, they did all the, you know, they're, and they're, 
they're trying to say all the right things, trying to make me feel better, but the constant me saying like, no, you're wrong. I'm going to, you know, no one likes me. I'm unattractive. I'm fat. The constant just keep saying that in lieu of what they're trying to actually tell me. Eventually, it got to the point where they just started joking, like, look, it's Forever Alone Boy. Like, <laughs> but but I had it coming, because that's, yeah. that's what I kept going around saying to everybody, right. you know? And it also hindered my confidence. So whenever I'd see a girl, I would just start thinking, I'd pull out that card in my own head, like, oh, she, she's not even interested. Look at how she didn't, you know, she won't even look at you. You know, this is the stuff I'm telling myself. She's not laughing at anything you said. She doesn't want to talk to you. And, you know, you actually start believing it, and then you start telling yourself that, and then, like, you just kind of give up as you're having the conversation with them, you know? Mm. And whoever I'm talking to, she's trying to engage me. She's trying to ha- actually have a good conversation with me. We've had talks about that where some girls that are assuming you're into them just when you're, like, say, hey, you know, like, I have a boyfriend. Yeah. You know, like, some of these girls I'm talking to, just for fun, this is friends. They were, they, they were just trying to genuinely talk. You know, they weren't trying to be weird about it like some girls are. And then, you know, I just like in my own head, I defeated myself and was like, you know, you know, that just pity party. Eventually, I started kind of buying into it myself. One time, I think in my late 22 or early 23 years old, I got I started yelling at my buddy. I was like, you know, I see how y'all look at me. You know, (laughs) y'all just whenever they were just like laughing, you know, not even at me. They weren't even looking at me. I just see them laughing at the end of the table and I bug. I know y'all are laughing at me, you know. Oh, no. Don't pretend to be my friends, but you don't want to be my, you know, just it just kind of bleeds into everything. So, I don't know. I mean, you've seen the way I handle pity party. It's true. Um, You know, like if paul gets a little pouty face i like call it out immediately and i'm like quit pouting or like there was like one time that like you got pouty at something and i think i told you to quit pouting or something yeah i remember that yeah Rude. i had a real reason <laughs> you did I was, but... at, I was mad at you <laughs> you had insulted me i think you even said something bad about my mom so, what? of course, I would throw a pity party at you. Nobody said anything <laughs> bad about your mom. I know what you said, Darcy. I saw you laughing. <laughs> Nobody's going to talk trash on Diana. That's true. Diane? Shout out to Diana. Mom. Okay, you can stop now. Di- she gave you money. Well, <laughs> and you I forgot met her, her name. One time. I said Diana, right? That's right. I okay. I, I, I agreed, and you had to keep saying I it. Just, I just, I second guessed myself. Yeah. I started I, feeling sorry for myself. There you, go. <laughs> and you won't get any pity from me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next one on the list here. See, we're already halfway through the episode almost. Isn't that cool? We did it. Mummy's boy I said mummy, but it's mommy's boy. I don't. <sighs> no. I don't understand this one because. In, in theory, if you set it up right, the girl you pursue can be your mommy. No, I'm, just <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. Um, okay, I don't get this one because, like, why wouldn't you want to be independent? Why wouldn't right. you want to move out of your parents, build your own life, do what you want to do? Part of being a man is moving out of your parents' house. I'm not even talking from a biblical standpoint. I'm talking about get out of their house and go live your life. You right. Know? But some people live with their mom in their 40s. I'm not talking about like you're fresh off a divorce and you need a time to get back on your feet. I'm I talk- don't think this is necessarily talking about just people that live with their parents, though. No, for sure. Right. Let's see here. Okay. <laughs> Can't do much without his mom and she's involved in everything. Yeah. Overbearing mothers and sisters who are stupid. Very big no. Very big no. No way. I don't usually let my parents. T- Let's see. I ask for advice. And right. If, and, and I'll take it if it's like, if it works, I think, and I think it's good advice. <clears throat> I listen, but that doesn't mean like their decision or their stance is the route I'm going to take. Right. I, I need to be able for me, pick what's best for me. Well, we've even done a couple episodes with this problem in the Christian marriage mm-hmm. thing where they're like talking about the overbearing mothers and everything. And then people are coming in being hard on them, being like, oh, so you don't want him to love his parents? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, like, that's not right. what Honor she's your saying. your father and mother for yeah. this is right. Right. You know, and this is the first commandment with a promise. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, don't ever do that again in front of me. That was disgusting. <laughs> you did the eye roll back with it. That was foul. <laughs> There's no video in this podcast. No one saw that but you. <laughs> That's the worst part. I was the one that had to, win. I had to go through this on my own, by myself. How am You're, I supposed to cope with this if other people can't come alongside me and say they've been through the same thing? You're not alone. I'm here. <laughs> You're the problem. 
We're not even halfway through the list, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't come into this that much. I don't see it where people are mamas, boys, or dad. You know, whatever. All of it. I don't see that. I've seen over-possessive parents, though, mm. where they're like, you know, literally, this is ridiculous because I was mid through my 20s and this girl was over 18. And mom and dad were like, you can't date him. You're not ready. And I was like... I'm pretty sure you're an adult, and I'm pretty sure I'm very stable. I don't know. I just didn't get it. And they were like, she's not old enough. And I was like, what the heck? You know, so it just didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. That's a lesser example. Some people take it to the extreme where mom's still cooking for them. Mom's still cleaning for them. I have seen that. That was one of my exes. And that annoys me. Yeah. And I'm not even, like, trying to date someone like that. You know, I was, like, working doubles and everything, and he just, like, lived at his mom's house, played video games all day, took my car to go pick no. up his other woman. <laughs> <laughs> That's messed up. Yeah, while I was at work. <laughs> <laughs> not to mention, like, you know, I have not witnessed this, but I've heard it where it's like they ask their parents for money to go on the date and they're like, you know, an adult. And I'm like, come on, dude, that just doesn't make <laughs> sense to me. My first girlfriend, I, I'll admit, I was short on cash. So I was mowing, I mowed my parents' lawn and they paid me. You know, they have a big lawn and I took care of it and then I got paid. I didn't just get a handout. Okay. Right. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't get that. Having you still relying on your parents so much for everything. You know? I think it depends what age you are, too. Mm-hmm. If you're like 19, 20, I understand it. Sure, I guess. But I was paying my own bills at 18. I was paying for college out of pocket. But Darcy said it's okay, so I guess it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> she would still go out with you. You hear that, kids? <laughs> 18 to 20. <laughs> She'll still go out with you, even if your parents are paying for everything. Okay. If you're a turd. Or uh, oh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Oh yeah, <laughs> head. Then she'll still go out with you, so it's all good, all right? So did we discuss that one uh, uh, properly, Darcy? Do you think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there, I there's not that much really add into it. Like that was pretty cut and dry too, right? You always want, especially if you're married and you're a mama's boy. Yeah, like. That's where it really gets overbearing because then you're listening to your mom over your wife like you're not appropriately. That's even worse. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that at all, dude. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, blaming others for your problems. We were just talking about this today. Yeah. So what problems do you think they're talking about? Personality? Financial? I find most of the time. That people that blame others for their problems are the problems that they caused for themselves. Mm -hmm. So who are they blaming? Gosh, anyone. So if they're the problem, let's say, let's do an extreme example. You know, let's say um, they went and cheated on you. Sure. Um, Obviously, that's their problem. But then it's like, oh, well, you know, you didn't hold my hand the other day Mm -hmm. and you've just been giving me the cold shoulder and you're like, no, like I just had a 16 hour shift. I just wanted to fall asleep. And they're like, you, you haven't been paying attention to me the same way. You know, it's like you went out and did this on your own accord and you're blaming others. Yeah. Um, that's of course an extreme example. You're going to have a lot more smaller things like I don't know. Anything specific is going to be people we currently know. Yeah. <laughs> if I try to bring an example up. Right. Um, that I'm not trying to. But they don't listen. So it's okay. <laughs> I mean, cause, okay, here's the thing. If they're blaming others, they don't know they're the problem. So any problem we list, the guy that we're talking about <laughs> or girl is going to be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, those guys suck. And they're, they're actually those the, the, the exact people we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm no doctor here. I'm no therapist, but those are what we call self-centered narcissistic. You know? mm-hmm. But I know therapists don't like it when non-experts throw around those words. But <laughs> self-centered. So it's okay, Darcy. You can give a more current example. Because the people we're talking about, odds are they don't know we're talking about them. That's fair. Because, they, of course, they're not the problem. They blame others. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think. My My most recent roommate... I got mad at him because he trashed the house. Like, when he moved in, his stuff was everywhere, and I hated it, and it drove me insane. Right? Just that on its own. That was bad hygiene right there where everything's just disgusting, right? And then I said, look, like, you're, I, I got mad, and I yelled at him, and I told him, bro, how hard is it to pick up after yourself? Then he started blaming me. He said, well, a good Christian would, would see a need and go ahead and meet it for them. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But, that's just ridiculous. And, of course, I wasn't dating this person, but I was like, dude, like, you're blaming me for your mistake. 
You know what I mean? It can be small things, too, where they won't take responsibility for something as simple as throwing away their plate when they're done. Mm. You know what I mean? And the next thing you know, their dog ate off of it and knocked it on the floor and stained the rug, you know? Blaming others. They won't even take responsibility for the smallest thing. You, mm-hmm. know, you know what I'm saying? Well, like we were talking about earlier, a lot of the times it's to use as a distraction mm-hmm. from their own problems. Because if they're able to point the finger at other people, like they don't have to pay attention to what they did themselves. Yeah. Um, they can sit there and excuse their behavior and be like, well, if they didn't do this and they didn't do that, then I wouldn't have done this. So I'm not the bad person. Mm-hmm. These are just, you know, the reactions to other people being a bad person. So I'm not the bad one here. Yeah. And unless you're able to take accountability for your actions and look at what, you know, may have caused this person to act like that, what, you know, all of those things, like be empathetic and Mm. think of other people's situation as well. Um, Like you're not going to be able to change that. Yeah. You know, like I've had to do a lot of self-examination on some of my problems and the Mm. ways I react to things. And like we were talking about earlier, like I gave the example when um, Paul was saying the no, no words and arguments of like, chill out, go take a nap, (laughs) all of the, you know, yeah, yeah, the no, no's. I can understand chill out, slipping out. Yeah. Okay. But go take a nap. (laughs) No, oh, go. I I would basically like someone hand me a pen. I need to sign my death certificate. (laughs) You know what I mean? Poor Yeehaw. (laughs) I was sitting there when he said that, and I turned around, red-faced. Careful, he listens. (laughs) Hey, I'm being empathetic to him, okay? (laughs) I know he listens to the show. He was sitting there on the couch when Paul said it, and I was, like, in the middle of, like, frantically cleaning, because I was dealing with so many different mental health issues at this time, different stuff with therapy. And so, like, there would be, like, times I was frustrated because people weren't taking my circumstances into account Mm -hmm. on, like, why I was acting that way. I understood, like, the way I was acting wasn't okay. Yeah. But I was also frustrated with the fact that nobody, like, empathized with me. Yeah. And so I'm, like, frantically cleaning this, what was a clean kitchen all over again because it was constantly getting messed up. Um, And it's hard enough for me to pick up after myself, much less if it starts getting piled up by the five people that were here, Mm. you know. Which is going to happen. But at the time, like, that was just how I, like, distracted myself from Mm -hmm. what was going on in my life. It was like, let me be OCD and pay attention to this dirty grout instead of what's going on in my head and I'll feel better. But then the grout was always dirty (laughs) because everybody was like, you know. And so Paul's sitting there. I'm, like, freaking out. I'm, like, putting the silverware into the dishwasher, talking about how hard it is. To, mm. to just open a freaking dishwasher and that's when he told me to uh, go take a nap and I turned around I'm pretty sure my face was red immediately and Yeehaw's sitting there going oh sh-. Like, <laughs> he was like oh god and I was like Ooh, I was steaming like oh my gosh but um, you know like even instances like that like I call you and I'm like hey you know, this was said to me, I reacted in a very inappropriate way, but I also don't feel invalid in the way I reacted right. because of this being said. Um, and so other people, they're they're not even going to pay attention to the way they reacted if you're going to blame other people. Mm. The only thing you're going to hear is he told me to take a nap, so I exploded, rightfully so. Yeah. And there's no, like, looking in to say, okay, what part of me yeah. do I need to fix in this regardless of me being valid in my emotion towards this? Yeah, it's definitely a sign of immaturity for sure. Because, like, if you're blaming others, like, forget dating forget like throw that out the window like you, you need there's a lot that hinders you from being friends from being a good roommate from being a good family member like that like you got a lot more to worry about than just like oh am i gonna have a girl <laughs> or am i gonna have a guy? <laughs> right you know what i mean there, there's so many layers to that and how much it actually messes with your real life so yeah and that, that actually kind of ties into the next one lack of discipline okay. what number are we on it, they're not numbered actually oh, so we're just gonna okay. we're gonna go until we run out of space <laughs> okay. okay lack of discipline so the examples it gives, discipline, direction, motivation, work ethic, still behaving or being childlike habits as an adult, can't handle finances, can't live independently, can't, won't, doesn't know how to cook, clean, do laundry, basic maintenance, still expects or needs parents' help. So, I mean, maybe they had to expand the list to get to 13, but it, that kind of also tie into mommy's boy. But think about when mom and dad are gone and you don't know how to do anything because your parents did it all. And so... 
you've had a few roommates here where that's been an issue, right? Mm. Pizza boxes everywhere. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm guilty of it. I don't do it on purpose, but like I'll drink my coffee and I'll put the what was that? Was that I had to clear my throat. Oh, you aren't coming at me here. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, sometimes I'll finish drinking coffee and I'll put the mug down and I'll just forget. But I, I do try to pick up after myself. I get annoyed when roommates are helpless. I know mm. a couple guys that were just so, I'm just going to use the word worthless, useless. Like you could not get them to do anything because they always were just like, can you help me? I hate it when someone's asking for money all the time. That mm-hmm. that drives me crazy. So I remember th- this is going to be the same guy. It's nobody who listens, nobody you know. It's going to be like a guy I just knew way back in college. 23 years old. I think I was 20, so I couldn't comprehend being 23. So I was like, old man. Right? <laughs> but anytime he wanted us to buy something, he would be like, hey, can one of y'all like, cover me? You know, like he, I got so sick of hearing that. Can you, can someone cover me? He'd go to a restaurant, order food, and then ask at the end, can, can someone cover at me? At the end? Mm-hmm. Not even before? Nope. 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 He nope. wouldn't be like, I can't afford it, but I really nope. want to go. Would somebody mm-hmm. mind? And then whenever it's like, hey guys, y'all want to go out? He didn't have a car, right? So he would ride with one of us, and then we'd be like, hey, uh, do you mind if we, who, who, uh, is everyone coming out to eat after? And he'd be like, uh, unless one of y'all can cover me, uh, otherwise, can y'all take me home? You know, and just like, just a damper on everybody's, mm. like, and we all got sick of that. I, I lived with him at one point, and there was one time, one time he broke my back scratcher because he took it from my room and then left, like, on the couch, like, in between the cushions. So I didn't see it, and it was a really expensive one. So I just plopped on the couch and it snapped. He didn't have a car, so he asked for lifts to the grocery store all the time. And then, let's see. He, oh, yeah. He, I found out he was using all our, to- like, my toilet paper, like, my mine that I bought. Like, I bought in bulk, and I'd put it in a cabinet. And then one time I saw him, I was watching him. He went into my room. I was like, what the heck are you doing? He went to my room. And then he came back out with four rolls of toilet paper. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, what? And I was like, you didn't even ask. You're just, is that where my toilet paper's going? And he's like, uh... Well, do, do you mind if I borrow some toilet paper? I was like, no, Kay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, put it back. <laughs> and he's like, oh, sorry. And then, like, you know, I, I, I would say to his credit, this would really give me, just give him too much credit. He was worthless, dude, useless. He could not, so pathetic. Uh, one time he bought me, like, a pack of four, you know, to, to say sorry. I was like, dude, like, I mean, he, he had those stolen, like, 50 rolls from me, you know. <laughs> like, thank you know, thanks. And it was, like, the one-ply toilet paper, too, not even the good stuff. So it's, it's like just, the stuff from the dollar store. Yes. It was wor- dude, this dude was worthless, you know. And then he to pay for uh, to pay rent, he would always, he would rely on the college refund that, like, you know, I guess he'd overpay or take out too many loans to where it would overpay and kick him back a refund. So uh, he would rely on that for rent. Now, I'll give him credit. He budgeted it. He didn't go out and buy stuff and then, like, you know, well, I can't pay for tuition this this semester. Like, he, he, he somehow rationed out that refund to where he paid rent on time. So I'll, I'll give him credit there. There were a couple times that we couldn't pay rent. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess he just ran out, and then he would tell me, like, the day before. He wouldn't tell me that, you know, a week in advance or something. He would tell me, that, like, a day before. That's always my, like, biggest problem yeah. is someone, like, telling me last minute or just not saying anything yeah. at all. Yeah. I'm like, we we could just, you know, yeah. we could just gave a heads up Absolutely. so that I'm prepared, you know. Yeah, and let's see. Oh, there, there was one time where he was trying to put his stuff in the freezer, and the freezer was out of room. So instead of reorganizing because it wasn't like he couldn't just reorganize it just needed to be reorganized and then he could close it so i watched him he was like banging the freezer door i'm just gonna make the sound he's banging the freezer door back and forth and he's like can someone help me can, can someone just like help me fix this the door won't close and then we're, we're playing our games we're really into it and he's just like constantly just like bang like knocking the freezer door against the freezer and then i was like hey just fix it like just rearrange everything I said his name again. <laughs> I noticed that. Yeah. I was like, bro, because uh, now I'm reliving the memories here. <laughs> and so it's just like, dude, just fix it. Right. And then he's like, he's like, uh, well, I just, I tried, but can't, can't someone just, can't someone just come and <laughs> fix it? And then I, I was like, oh my gosh, so-and-so. And then I got up and then I just did like, I rearranged like five things and then I closed it. I was like, was that so hard? You know? And then uh, one time, I mean, one time I, I came home and he's like, our other roommate showing him how to like make 
taco meat to where you just cook it and then you put the seasoning peck on top. And I was like, you're asking him how to, you're, you're, you asked him to teach him to teach you how to season taco meat. And he's like, well, when you say it that way, it makes me sound stupid. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to lie. I was, um, one of those helpless people. No way. Yeah. Cause you're, I, I wouldn't have guessed that. Cause you are definitely not like that now. Right. Well, I'm very, I was very purposeful to not be. And honestly, I mean, it wasn't my fault necessarily. My mom was a stay at home mom. And so she did everything, mm-hmm. uh, everything every day. Um, and then of course I had my program I went to and stuff like that. And whenever I got into the program, they're like, okay, go mop the kitchen floor. And so I was like, okay. And so I just like poured a bunch of random stuff in the mop bucket and I drenched the mop and I immediately just slopped it onto the floor (laughs) without like trying to wring it out because like, I don't know if you watch cartoons, you see the puddle of water that they're pushing back and forth. (laughs) And so I was like, yeah, this is how you mop. And they were looking at me like I was crazy. And I was like, what? (laughs) And so they're having to show me how to wring it out. And then I go to sweep. I did the same thing like on the cartoons where you just brush it back and forth (laughs) up into the air. (laughs) And so they're like, what is wrong with you? And they had to show me all that stuff. And then when I moved into my first apartment, I didn't know you had to add soap to the dishwasher or to the washer. No way. And then finally, I figured out you had to add soap. (laughs) Well, fast forward like a year later, me and Paul are living together, right? And so I got to put soap into the washer and he was like what is this? And I was like, oh, it's the soap. And he was like, no, this is fabric softener. And I was like, is that not what you use to wash your clothes? He was like, no. <laughs> have have you never used soap on your clothes? <laughs> like, you have to use detergent. Oh, my gosh. Do you have fabric softener instead of detergent? And no, you look, oh, okay. I'm just watching you like, what the heck? Dude? Yeah. So, right, like, you were well married before... You realized you were doing laundry wrong? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> I didn't know how to, like, cook anything at all. Yeah. Um, well, and part of that was because I worked in a restaurant, right. and so I never had to know how to cook because I just yeah. worked every day there, ate there. When I was off, it was McDonald's or what have you. I was going to say, you're the opposite of that now. So Yeah, like you, very you, much so. You know how to clean. Yeah. You know how to sweep. Okay, you know how to mop. <laughs> and you know how to cook. Yeah. And then like, if you don't know how to cook something, you'll cook it. So I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, you're such the opposite. It's hard to imagine you being that way. But I don't know. I mean, you learned. And right. then you're, you're still young. I mean, when I met you, dang, you're what, 21? Yeah. So like, you learned pretty early on. So right. you're better off than homeboy before i say his name again you're better off than homeboy because he i i I promise you he's still the same way i remember when so uh, i brought up the thing he was living off the refund because we told him to get a job get a job start saving now get a job and he wouldn't listen and then finally when he graduated he finally got a job at subway right and then he picked a subway all the way across town he was never going to get to (laughs) and i was like how are you going to get to work dude when we had the first when we first got married and had that person living with us mm-hmm. she didn't have a car so mm-hmm. she was relying on us to take her and there was you remember where our apartment was located it was so close to so many things i picked her up from work too once yeah so you know how far her job was. Yes, yeah, it wasn't close <laughs> yeah so there was like walking distance like unlimited resources of things that were like starting at 13 14 15 bucks an hour she chose this job, which was a minimum wage job, yeah. 30 minutes from our apartment right. to go to. Yeah. And we were like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like. You know what, though? <laughs> she knew what she was doing because we all catered to her. Yeah. You know? So was she really, was she the dumb one or were we? <laughs> you know what I mean? So. I don't know. At the end of it, the day, she still like, had small checks. It's so. just because <laughs> she was pretty. Otherwise, I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, whatever. And you were trying to help her get off the streets. So, you know, of course we're going to help her. She needs a ride to work. Sure. Make whatever minimum wage is now. Is it $8 or is it still $7.25? It's still $7.25. I I think the place she was working was $10, but that's pretty much minimum wage now. Yeah, Yeah, I would say that's pretty much nothing. Even though, like, minimum wage is still $7, most companies now agree, like, okay, we can't keep people, so we had to give people Right, right. Like, if you told me you have a $10 an hour job, I'm like, okay, so minimum wage. Pretty much, yeah. Um, yeah, especially with what inflation is. I don't know how you're going to live off of that. Mm -mm. But anyway. Now, why is that a turnoff, Darcy? 
lack of discipline. I don't want to take care of it. Like, yeah. you know, I want to be your wife. I want to be your support. I yeah. want to be one. First of all, I want to be the one taken care of as the wife. You know, yeah. like, I don't want to have to provide for you and teach you everything and all of that. Like, I want it. I want that to be able to be provide for me. Yeah. And not that I need that or I'm dependent on that, but that's just kind of the natural roles. And then second of all, if you don't know and you're just ignorant to it because of, like, if you had a situation like mine where nobody mm. ever taught me, that's that's understandable, you know. As simple as things are, if nobody ever tells you the answer, you're not going to know it. If nobody ever taught you 2 plus 2 equals 4, you would never know. Mm. And when one, one day somebody asks you and you're like, uh... Too, yeah, they're gonna look at you like you're dumb as hell, but it's not your fault that you were never told the answer. Yeah. So if it's one of those things where you just genuinely don't know and you're trying to learn, yeah, that's completely different. But if you're sitting there helplessly, like I don't know how to do this, do it for me. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, right. no, no, no. Yeah. I I will show you how to do it a time or two. Sure. But you need to learn how to do it. I'm yeah. not gonna just do things for you. Right. I agree. Nobody likes to be babied, okay? I don't know what it is about dating, but women will put up with a guy that needs to be babied, and then when they get to you, the minute you suggest help, can you help me with something, they're like, I can't baby you. And they, they, <laughs> they switch back to trauma. <laughs> well, I think it's easy for women because women have a natural nurturing mm-hmm. part of them. I'm just saying when they get to me, they're so fit up with oh. <laughs> it that anytime I even ask for help, they're like, I'm not going to baby you. Yeah. Like, Where's this coming from? Well, my ex did that. Oh. <laughs> Okay, that's great for him, but what yeah. about us? Right. <laughs> like, I just need you to hold the flashlight. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, monologuing. Treating women who aren't your therapist like your therapist. Okay. Have you ever talked to anybody who you're like, okay, tell me about, you know, what do you like to do? Well, I was born in 87, <laughs> you know, and they just tell you their whole backstory like you're an NPC. You know what I mean? Okay, so starting off, yes. Okay, yes. I see that. Because I was sitting here and I was like, I don't mind if Paul talks to me about all of his problems. In fact, I enjoy that. And Correct. I want to know about his whole life and but, every problem. You know, Let's like, talk about first impressions. Okay, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean, though? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not just making this up. Like, I, right. I've seen this. You yeah. Know? Um, trying to think of a really solid example. Because I've seen this quite a bit. I'm having trouble narrowing down how a conversation with that type of person, like, Darts, if that makes sense. Are you trying to think of examples and the things I used to do when I first met people? And I was like, hi, my name's Darcy. No. I used to be a drug addict. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, there are people that legit just give you t- too much information. And not even to where you're like super grossed out, but like to just like, I didn't ask for all this, dude. I just asked you, what do you like to do? And they're like, you know, well, depends on what my dad would do in between beatings. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I called my dad's stepdad, and not because we weren't related, but he used to bash my head in with he, his foot. He How just are you? To step on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think because it's not always that serious. It's not always like right. you know they just got to drop their trauma on you. But like I don't know. Like do you ever? Do, I know for sure there are times where it feels like it's one sided, where you don't get a word in, and someone just will not shut up. Mm-hmm. You know, I know someone like that for sure. Which you know, you, you know who I'm talking about, but. That's so annoying. Oh, my gosh. Right. But, like, you know, monologuing. Would you say... Why do you think the root of that is? Monologuing? Do they just not learn manners or are they self-centered? Like, what is it? Do you think you can narrow down why that is? Are they just long-winded? I mean, it could be a bunch of different things. It could be kind of like an anxiety spew. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the first thing that comes to my mind. That at least if I'm trying to give the benefit of the doubt... I boil it down to like an anxiety spew. Like, you know, they're just uncomfortable. They don't know how to interact. They're socially awkward. You know, like they're just like, let me, let me try this out one more time to see if it was just because it was the first date or if this is just genuinely how they are. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's general that people like that. I generally would give like a time to. And if it goes into time two, that's why I'm like, okay, no. Right. I wouldn't say it's an immediate thing where I'm like, ooh, I'm never talking to them again, depending on, I guess, how <laughs> intense they're doing it. Right. Um, I don't know. I like a girl that talks too much. Like, that's a thing I very much enjoy when they won't shut up. Like, I love that. But there's a, there's a difference between when they're talking at me and yeah. it's only about them. They don't want to hear anything I do. Um, there's a girl at work that... I don't know. Anytime I sit down and talk with her and it's just like, it's just, it's not like she's bad at telling stories, but it's just like, it does go on too long. And I'm like, man, I really just don't care <laughs> like anymore. You know, start off kind of interesting. Like say they got in a car wreck and they're like, you know, 
yeah, so this boat fell out of the tractor, you know, and then just swerved on the road. And then I was like, cool, like, let's, you know, I want to hear the story, but then there's just too many details I didn't care about. And it's definitely a big, like, monologue where it takes them forever to get to the point. That can be a turnoff when there's unnecessary details. But I don't know. When a guy does it, it's even less important because women don't generally, unless, correct me if I'm wrong, like, unless they're just fully enamored by the guy where they're hung up on every word he says for the most part women like to talk to you know do most of the talking in a conversation but if it's not a back and forth i think it gets pretty uh you know boring one-sided right you know especially for me because i'm so adhd i'll mm-hmm. zone out so quick and i'll just autopilot <laughs> like nice. yeah okay all right that is part one on the 13 things you do that repel women Backing up a bit, <laughs> I want to celebrate we just reached our... Now, it could change by the time this episode airs, because it'll be a few weeks out, but I want to do a shout-out. As of the time of this recording, we hit 74 subscribers. We got, boop, 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 boop. I hit record, and then I checked Wait, my phone. Wait, is there a little... No. It's, no, no, that's not it either. That's better. Okay, no. you, le- you left the other button on. <sighs> I'm trying to... That one, no! That one! I found it! You literally hit every button I except the right it. one. <laughs> Wait, what other one's still on? Which one is that? Uh, is that better? Alright, stop. Okay. Please, no more. Alright, one more time. 74 viewers! 74 subscribers, but okay. You said viewers. You can stop now. Stop. Stop hitting buttons! <laughs> You're so bad at this. Okay. Damn it. I thought that was the clapping one. It's that one, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Darcy's literally trying to run out the clock. <laughs> because we're not quite out of time, but we're also... No, I wanted to do the... Quite done with the conversation. Um, appreciate you being a good co-host uh, in this for us, Darcy. So. I really did press every button before it was right. That's right. So, all right. At the risk of this going on too long, uh, this is already going to be tough to edit, but there's no reason to make it tough. Oh, whatever. It's tougher. not going to be tough. Okay. So, yeah, this is a girl that does nothing except lends her <laughs> personality to the show. Appreciate that. All right, guys. I'm going to go ahead and call it here. I'll see you next week. We're about to shoot the next one. Part two. We covered the first eight reasons why you're a woman repellent. It's like you sprayed on the anti-woman spray, and now you reek, okay, that fits in the bad hygiene, all right? So join us next week as we do this again, and we talk about the other reasons why women don't like to talk to you. All right. See you all next time. Thanks for joining us. Sorry for wasting your time for about an hour. See you guys. Yeah, we'll get back to it. Bye.